He blesses us so much in ways that we didn't even think about, in, in ways that, that only He can do. And I'm here to tell you tonight, folks, that we we got to reach out to the Lord tonight and let Him touch us, let Him minister to us, let Him bless us the way that He so desires. Because He really desires to bless us in a special and powerful way. I really believe that. Let's look at Acts chapter 3, if you will. Turn in your Bibles there tonight. Acts chapter 3. Tonight's message is entitled, Expect the Unexpected. Expect the Unexpected. Acts chapter 3. We're going to begin with verse number 1. If you would, stand and honor God. It says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him, and John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, <laughs> expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word tonight. Help us, God, to expect the unexpected knowing that you desire to bless us in a powerful and mighty way. God, we thank you, Father, for taking whatever situations we have in our life that need to be tended to and ministered to. We just ask, God, that we receive a, an unexpected blessing in that area of our life. And Lord, we're going to give you all the praise and the glory and the honor for it. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Expect the unexpected. This guy had been lame from his mother's womb. In other words, there was never a day in which he had been able to walk at all. And, and so this guy was carried by people, by maybe family members, friends, or a combination of both. And he would be laid at the gate beautiful. In other words, right outside the temple. And so he would wait there at the time, right about the time of prayer especially, because he knew that devout people who believed in God would be coming through that way to go into the temple and to pray. And it says that he saw Peter and John. And, of course, they were disciples of Jesus. And so they, of course, were people that would be praying people. And so they were going into the temple at the appointed time, the ninth hour, which I believe was around three in the afternoon. And they were, they were going into the temple for that purpose. And on their way in, this man stops him. 
And he says, can you spare some all, an alms? In other words, can you give me something to help my situation out here? I'm a beggar, and, I, and I'm not going to make any bones about it, and I need your help. And so he, the Bible says that Peter said, look at it. And so he, he looked at it, and he, he expected to receive something from them, he said. But you know what? He got something better than what he ever imagined was going to happen that day. Because up until that time in his life, he had always been a beggar. He had always been having to ask alms from people, always depending on other people and for his life and his family's life. Anyways, this guy was sitting there, and because that's all he could do, he was sitting there, and Peter says, look at us, and then he does. And it says, he, expecting to receive something from them, and it says that Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I to you. You know what? I don't expect that this man was expecting what he was about to receive from Peter and John. But you know what? That's why it's called an that's why it's called expect the unexpected. Because God can do so much more than what we could ever think or ask. He will do more than we could ever think or ask. He will sometimes he doesn't answer our prayer that we pray it specifically at that moment in time. Because he's got something better in mind. He's got, a, he's got a better answer than what you're asking him for. So he doesn't give it to you the way you're asking him to. What he does is he enhances it. He, he improves upon the idea. He, he does what he does to be a bigger blessing to you. So that you can witness for him to other people about what God has done for you. Because that's what he's about to do here. But before we get to that part, I wanted to hone in on the fact that that Peter said, silver and gold have I none. That's what the guy was asking for. That's what he expected. Because that's what he everybody else was giving him. Everybody else that did give to him and to his family were giving him silver and gold. In other words, they were giving him money. And that's what he was expecting. But Peter said, I can't do that. I don't have it. I can't give you what I don't have. And he says, but what I do have, that I give unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. <clears throat> so he was about to perform, God was about to use Peter and John to perform a miracle in this man's life. He reaches out and says, takes him by the hand, and he begins to lift him up. If that man had just stayed sitting on his rear end, if he had just continued to, to sit there or lay there, whatever he was doing, he never would have received his miracle. He never would have received the ability to do what was about to happen. But because he did, because he put faith in the words that Peter and John spoke to him, he went ahead and he began to exert strength and it says that as soon as he does, then all of a sudden, strength came into his ankle bones and into his legs, and he was able to rise up and walk. And not only that, but he began to leap. Hallelujah. Can you imagine that? If you had never in your lifetime, and I don't know how old this guy was, but he was probably in at least middle age, I would guess. And had you, would you think to yourself, 
that there would ever come a time in your life that you would be able to walk after not walking for so long? Much less leap. Praise God. But anyways, this guy, we, he acts upon the word of God in faith. And that's what we have to do. We have to decide that we're going to receive the blessings of God. The unexpected blessings. You know, expect the unexpected is what we've got to do. We've got to get this mentality out of our mind that says God can only do so much because that's all he needs to do for us. Well, like I said, he does so much more than what we've ever expected or think. And that's what we've got to get ready for. Because God's getting ready to do some things here at this church. He's getting ready to begin to bring people in from the north, the south, the east, and the west. We've got a keyboard up here. We're going to find somebody that God sends in that knows how to play that thing. Same thing with this set of drums over here. I believe that. I believe we're going to find find somebody that knows how to play those drums and knows how to play that keyboard. And and anyways, we're going to begin to see those things happen. Just like we're going to begin to see people come in, the families come in with little kids and teenagers. We're going to see that as well. We're going to need a youth pastor. We're going to need a, we've got a kids pastor. Now we need a youth pastor. God's going to send them in when the time is right. That's, that's what I'm saying is. We've got to get excited about it now. We can't sit back idly doing nothing. We've got to be going ahead and planning for those things. We've got to go ahead and be having a, a vision for those things to come to pass. And we've got to pray for those things. And we've got to believe for those things. Our faith has to rise up to a new level. You know, we've been so used to not having kids or teenagers. And, and so it may not shock anybody here tonight when I say this, that we're, we're used to the situation we're currently in. And it's almost like we're receiving it. It's almost like we're accepting it. It's almost like we're saying, okay, God, if we don't have any kids or if we don't have any youth, that's fine. We just want you to bring in people. Well, God, guess what? Kids and youth are people. And we got to be believing for those things. And we're going to have to believe for people that will work with the, the kids. We have to believe, besides Sister Sydney uh, over here, we got to, because we'll have Sunday school classes for kids, different age groups. We're going to see a youth pastor coming in so that we can have youth programs and maybe even send them to camp, stuff like that. I'm, I'm here to tell you tonight, folks, we've got to expect the unexpected. We can't sit idly by and be content with the status quo. It's not going to do any good. We've got to actually begin to confess those things. Believe for those things. Pray for those things. Unite the body of Christ together in this church over those things. And we've all got to believe we're going to see it come to pass. Just like this man was willing to accept the fact that he was going to get to walk. After not having walked for so long in his life. And yet now, here's his opportunity. And he doesn't let it just slip by. He doesn't let it go. He ends up doing exactly what he needed to do, which is begin to exert the strength, the effort that needed to be done in order to see that happen.
happen. Right. And the same thing with us. Whenever we begin to exert the prayer, when we begin to exert the faith, when we begin to exert the, the spiritual things of God in this church and in our lives, we're going to see those things happen. And praise God. We're going to see them. It's going to happen. But we can't stop believing. We've got to continue to believe for the unexpected. The expect the unexpected. I can't say that often enough tonight. Expect the unexpected. Because, like I said, we've been so used to things like being the way they are around here, it's almost like we're saying, well, that's the way it'll always be, I guess. Just like there was this guy on Facing the Giants, and his wife and him were trying to get pregnant. And for the longest time, for four years, they tried, and nothing was successful in getting them pregnant. And finally, the man, the, the husband, makes this confession. He says, God, if you don't want us to have kids, then so be it. But we're gonna, I'm going to serve you anyway because you're my God. And now you might say, well, that sounded like a negative confession until you get to the end of the movie. And then because of all the faith that he exerts throughout the entire movie from that point on, all of a sudden he gets all of his needs met and everything, and him and his wife end up getting pregnant. So you see what I'm saying? Expect the unexpected. Don't stop believing. Keep pushing in. Keep pushing through. Keep, keep coming to the house of the Lord. Keep coming to your family members in your house. Keep coming together as the body of Christ, whether it be your own family members, whether it be the house of the Lord where the other church members are, are to gather together in the name of Jesus such as on Tuesday nights, let's band together, let's pray for these things, and let's see God move in a powerful and mighty way. Amen? I'm here to tell you tonight, it will happen. It will happen. But like I said, it's not going to happen if we just say, well, I guess we'll never have it. Because that's a negative confession, folks. And, and the devil loves negative confession. He loves it when we stop believing for the impossible. He loves it whenever we stop believing for the extraordinary. He loves it when we stop believing for miracles. He loves it when we give up on our dreams and our hope that we have in God and Christ Jesus. We, he loves that kind of stuff. But we're not going to do that around here. At least not, not if we can help it. Because I'm going to encourage you in every way possible to spend more time in prayer to read the Word, confess the Word, believe the Word. I'm, go I'm going to do everything I can to disciple y'all. In other words, help you to move to the next level in Christ. Because we can't become stagnant. We can't get to the place where we say, okay, I've arrived, I'm, I'm enough, I'm satisfied with where I'm at. We can't get to that place. Because if we do, we might as well throw in the towel now. But you know what? That's not going to happen as long as I'm your pastor. We're going to see things change because we're going to believe for those things to change. We're going to pray for those things to change. And we're going to, and we're going to shout and praise God when those things begin to happen. When he begins to bring in the new people, when he begins to bring in the teachers of those different age groups, when he, when he begins to bring in our musicians, when he begins to just bless this church in unbelievable ways, 
with, with miracles in our services. When somebody's got this going on or that going on, and we gather together and we have maybe even have to have somebody stand in proxy for someone else with a disease, and we need to pray over that individual as though that was the person we're praying for. And I tell you what, we, we may have more extended prayer in the days ahead here. What I mean by that is you see me up here and I pray maybe five minutes over the needs we've got at the very most. Well, it may be more than that. I don't know. Because I want to pray until we actually see breakthrough. That's my dream. That's my hope. That's my aspiration. Is to pray until we see breakthrough. When we see the miracle happen. When we see people getting saved. When we see people coming to know Christ as Lord and Savior. When we see people getting baptized in the Holy Spirit with the physical evidence. Initial physical evidence of speaking in other tongues. Those are the things I want to see happening in this church. That's what happened in the New Testament church. And that can happen here. God's no respecter of persons. What he did for them, he'll do to us. So you've got to do the same things they did. And that was that they pressed in and pressed on and pressed through and never gave up. Amen? I'm here to tell you tonight, folks. That this message has, has pumped me. I hope it has you as well. I hope it has brought your faith level up to here. Maybe your level was here, but I hope it's gone up to here. I hope that whenever we leave this place, you're going to kick the devil in the fanny and say, now get out of here. You have no place here, praise God. You know, there's a song we sing sometimes that, uh, fear, you have no place here. And then, is there anything else besides the fear, though? Or there other things that said you have no place here? Anyways, in other words, anything that's not of God doesn't belong here. It doesn't belong in your life or my life. It doesn't belong in the life of this church. We're going we're gonna to kick the devil out. We're kicking him to the curb starting tonight. We're getting him out of this place. He's not going to give us fear or doubt or worry or anxiety or any other mental illness or of any kind or anything else. He's not going to give us cancer. He's not going to give us uh, leukemia. He's not going to give us any other kind of diseases. We're going to rebuke him. Every time we gather together in the name of Jesus, we're rebuking the devil. And we're going to get him out of here. Matter of fact, before we leave here tonight, we're going to sing a song that sometimes we sing around here and it's called uh, oh the I'm taking back what the enemy has stolen enemy's camp we're going to sing that before we leave here tonight and that's going to be the icing on top of the cake so to speak I tell you we can do it we can do it it's just a matter of saying okay God you've got to strengthen me for it and I'll, I'll Put myself in your hands and let you do whatever it is you desire. Amen? Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight that you have been in this place, God. That you have blessed us just by being here. And God, we thank you, Lord, that we're going to see those things that we've confessed to you tonight about the musicians, about the teachers, about everything else. We thank you, Lord God, that we're going to see those things happen. We're going to see the miracles. We're going to see the healing. We're going to see 
great and mighty things in this place because we're going to expect the unexpected. And we thank you that these things are done in Jesus' name. Those of you who are here in person and those of you watching by Facebook Live, before we sing that song I was telling you about, I want to go ahead and, well, let's go ahead and sing the song, and then we'll do the sinner's prayer. Uh, start us off. And I took back what he stole from me. I took back what he stole from me. I took back what he stole from me.
Thank you for being with us today. We look forward to seeing you.